Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. And good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you're at listening to this podcast. This is the Ed the Pagan Show with your host, Ed. And I'm always really grateful to be here. This is the 3,110th episode of Pagans Tonight. So I'm always impressed by the fact that you guys keep supporting us and keep kind of us in the the game of of bringing you valuable information as well as entertainment. And I thank you for all the downloads on iTunes. You can find us on iTunes under Witch Cool or Pagans Tonight. And for all those out there, Pagans Witch Cool has finally finished its rebuild, and so it's out there and energized. So if you really want to learn some things, about witchcraft, magic, or anything else, 175 courses, 35 courses for free, go to Witch School. I'm going to say that. So I want to thank everybody for the comments on the Christian Day event. Yes, we'll, we'll have them back sometime in the future. And my Mystic Gems, uh, the question when it is for Marianne Kay, one of the things is, is that, yes, the crystal ball is available on her site at mymysticgems.com. And we're going to have a lot of great shows. But as you know, I've been covering business this week. And uh, this is a, an intense period of time um, covering the idea of what it's like to be in business in the magical business, as well as, you know, the different ways to be in business. And today I have a very special guest, uh, Sherry Meyer of Reiki Magic. And she is a person who, who not only creates beautiful objects, and we'll get into that. She does Reiki. She does sort of things. I've met her in Salem during the Psychic Fair, Salem Psychic Fair, which is one of the more difficult and powerful psychic care, one of the most difficult to get into, and it is a powerful psychic care because it's 31 days of October. Um, it was quite an experience for me, and uh, I got to meet her, her friend Sarah. I got to meet a lot of people around there. And one of the things we're going to talk about today with her is about not only about Reiki and Reiki magic and how she does that, but also kind of that energy around you know, what she does because she's one of the best in the business. And so, uh, Sherry, are you there? I'm here. Oh, good, good, good. Um, okay, I said so. I've got it right. Reiki Magic is the your is is the business name. Yep. Yes. Reiki Magic is the okay. business name. Yep. And that's and if people want to find it online, let's go ahead and give that number out right away in case somebody wants to look at it right now. Uh, uh, there... uh, what number? Do you want my phone number? Oh, the... sorry. Oh no 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 no. You're you're. Yeah, no. No one uses phones anymore. They they use WhatsApp. I mean, nobody gives phones. Well, sort of people use phones, but okay. <laughs> Actually, um, I do have a website. Uh, the website and is ReikiMagic.com. So that's pretty straightforward. That's actually a yep. really good uh, URL. You can remember that. Um, yep. So what is Reiki Magic, and how did you get here? How did you get to do, be doing that? So Reiki magic is basically what my husband and I both like to call is, is earth energies. Um, I um, Yes, I deal in Reiki, but I also deal in a lot of different other energy um, methods besides Reiki. Um, it's just been really kind of fun finding um, the different methods and stuff like that because Reiki is really based on the universal life force that's out there that is basically similar to what people do with uh, prana, um, 
uh, you said yoga classes, um, healing touch, and my favorite one is use the force, Luke. It's all the same energy of what's going on. Um, and how I got into it was several years ago I went to Sedona, beautiful place, love it. Um, a friend of mine wanted to have a reading done, so um, we went in and have it done. Now I've come from a long line of family that um, does psychic reading and cards, so it's very difficult for me to um, kind of trust other people. It's working. I, I trust other people now, but um, I really have to get to know them, and I really need to um, feel their energies. And I ended up um, actually really liking the guy that was doing the reading um, for my friend. His name was Joffrey, and I had him do a reading for me, and that's when my higher self came out and said, it's about time you wanted to talk to me and um, told me that I was a natural healer and that um, ultimately I'm supposed to be channeling and the best way to get there is to take up Reiki. So I did. And there you go. Now, when I met you in Salem, you were both doing mm-hmm. uh and we you should see this. We were a squad. It, it was very a lot of fun. Yeah, and it was a it was a lot of fun. But you were doing double what? duty. So you were not only doing readings. You also had a booth there. And one of the yeah, things I thought was interesting. And you had, I'm pronouncing organite. Organite. Never pronounced yep. it properly. I did. I got it right. Yeah. And you had it in coffee mug, uh, beer mugs as well. Beer mugs. I thought that oh. was interesting. You had pyramids, you had so that, that. For people who don't know what organites are, can you explain them a little bit? Because some of our okay, people probably so, have never heard that term. Okay, so organite, again, is is, um, is earth energies, as I call it. It was discovered by William Wright in about the 1930s. And basically what organite um, energy is, it's you take uh, metal shavings and clear crystal quartz, put them together, it resonates out negative ions, and that actually brings in positive energy. So they work more like a Himalayan salt lamp where they're bringing in, uh, they're muting out negative ions that bring in the positive energy. The only difference is that um, an organite is always on. Um, That is the basics of the organites. What we do is we enhance our organites, especially our mugs, with different medallions and crystals behind it, and those crystals kind of add that little extra oomph um, of extra energy and healing powers um, to our, our what we call our organite mugs and then our ovals. We also do have square pocket organites that we bake, um, that's good to travel around with and stuff like that, but that's normally a picture and just the organite piece of it, of the metal shavings and the clear crystals. We also do skulls. As much as they might be a little scary looking, they still bring in positive energy into the house. And Absolutely. Then, um, yeah. Go on. You about to say something? Oh, you I was going to say, the other things that, What brings into our house? I'm sorry. So I was going to say, you are going, going to continue. But so... You bring organites. You can. You're talking about traveling, but you also can like bring them into your house and your business and different type of places. It's something that's passive, in the sense of is is that correct? Mostly, yep, it's, it's passive. Correct. Yes. Yeah, so basically, it's um, 
think of organites a little bit like crystals, like when you're carrying crystals with you to help you, like fluorite helps negate um, negative energy or at least keep it away. Um, an organite, when you carry it with you or you have one that you sit in your household, it actually takes that area and it and it brings in positive area in uh, positiveness into that area of your house. Um, like a pocket one, and I carry one with me all the time, helps keep you positive during the day. So if you kind of run across that negative person, you can just kind of hold on to your organite and things will be better. Um, so that's what they're. And organites come really in all sizes. Uh, they come in uh, very small. They can be large, um, oval size, which is good for a living room. They look like a paperweight. But there are some other um, organites out there, like my sister bought me one for my birthday a couple years ago, and it's this beautiful dragon head, and that's an organite. So it depends on the artist, and it depends on how big you want to get. There are actually um, towns in Europe that have huge ones that actually make their whole town feel better, and there are actually farmers that use bigger ones and makes their crops grow better. That's fascinating. And so this is, an, and you put them also at the bottom of beer mugs. I've seen that. Is that we correct? Do. We do. So what we do is we have a 16-ounce stainless steel glass bottom beer mug that we have manufactured for us. And then we turn it upside down and we put the organite in there so that the resin that we use never touches your liquid. So we say it gives you more positive energy no matter what you're drinking. It can be, you know. Kool-Aid, lemonade, a Moscow Mule, beer, whatever the case may be. And, and for a lot of people who are now drinking things like alkaline water or just moon water, you know, kind of that yep. sort of thing, it's kind of along the same lines. Or the crystalline water, you see those mugs now that have yep. basically water bottles yep. along those lines. Yep. Yep. Um, so I think there's something fascinating about positive energy beer. I mean, that's a great idea. Beer crafters. <laughs> I know I've got you out there. I know I have several beer crafters who make beer that are actually out there. Think about this. You should talk to them about some really good mugs. You can make some, um, some really good beers with that. Um, and so, so that's just one aspect of it. So for people this, we're, we've been talking a lot about business. And you, and this is a very serious – this is your life. This isn't like – some people – have some of these side businesses or what they call side hustles now. I hate that word, but it is what they call it. But um, they, but this is your life. This is what you do, right? It's it's become yeah. It's becoming what I'm doing. Um, I have reduced my hours um, with my other job, and um, mm-hmm. this is very much um, a lifeline for me because the corporate world is no longer where I want to be. Um, I much rather do Reiki magic and the healing aspect of it, the um, psychic part of it, uh, and that sort of thing. Um, I totally understand from a business aspect that when people really want to do something that they love and they want to turn it into a business, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of hard work. But in the end, it's it's worth every single cent of doing it. And I get the fact that there might be some days that people are going to want to say, nope, this is just too much, I'm going to quit, and they quit. But you have to press past that point because in the end, Mm -hmm. it's your business. 
you get to call the shots, you get to do what you love. And that's what I love about this. Um, I do have a Reiki office here on my property, um, which I just happen to have the gorgeous Lake Superior that's my backyard. I'm here for my Reiki office and card readings. Um, but most of my product I sell at, like, Renaissance festivals. Um, I don't want to say arts and craft shows because the stuff that I have is too magical to fit in kind of those shows. But um, uh, paranormal shows, um, things that's called U.S. Body Labs, which do holistic healing and psychic fairs, um, that sort of thing. And I love it. I love the people that I meet. I love dressing up in the Renaissance era, so that's awesome. So it's all cool. Yeah, I don't know how people, and I, I've been a merchant myself, so, you know, as people know, I, I talk from some experience. I love merchants, and I think that merchants are a very important part of our community. I think the services are a very important part of our community and the way we finance it, the way we operate it. So I'm always very grateful to merchants who can make it out. I will tell you, I, I, the one thing I hate about merchandising more than anything else is going to these fairs where you have to set it up and take it down. That's, and I watched you guys. You guys were experts at it this, this last uh, October. I was going to say this last Halloween, but it was an entire month. So people aren't used to referring to the month of Halloween. Um, right. You're Salem, Mike. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yep. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it starts the first Thursday of October and it continues on right to the last day. And for those who don't remember, this year, remember I started an experiment last year. So, and um, yeah, and uh, your friend Tara got caught up in my my, my magical experiments. Um, and she we're, did. Ending this year, and we're ending that experiment is still ongoing. And it's going to end October 31st under the full moon in Salem. So remember that. So we're still working and journey through that. Um, but this is what you do. You do magic. You do Reiki. And so for people who don't understand Reiki, I we actually have – my audiences are very, very eclectic. We have a lot of beginners with us and a lot of old-timers with us. We have a number of Reiki masters with us. But one of the things I think I found interesting about why I want to talk to you is that you've done a really good job of bringing both products and services together. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, so when we went to the different Renaissance festivals and everything else and I was just doing Reiki, and this was early on before people really knew what it was, I figured that in order to really get Reiki up magic up off the ground and get Reiki well known, I was going to have to bring something else in. So when my husband and I started looking at different projects and uh, products and things like that, we had decided that we wanted to do something more. We wanted to keep the energy work in it. So we wanted to keep um, uh, the earth energies, and that's how we came up with the organites. And really the funny thing is about the beer mug is that we were at – um, one of the Renaissance festivals where we were we weren't even selling beer mugs yet. We were selling um, the the oval organites. I had some beeswax candles that I was making, and I have my smudging sprays, which is kind of more of an aromatherapy type stuff. And so my sister-in-law um, had this glass bottom mug that she had, and it was leaking. And uh, she said, "Hey, do you think you could fix this?" 
And the husband looked at it and said, uh, yeah, we can fix this. And that's how the beer mug came about. We scoured the country first for aluminum um, glass bottom mugs. But those, uh, they were manufactured in the 1970s. They were made very famous by Playboy, um, the Playboy Clubs. But they're no longer manufactured, and hence why we had to go to stainless steel, which we think in our minds is a much better product than having aluminum. Um, So that's how that all started. Um, The beeswax candles I did basically uh, for um, magic use, for candle magic, because they're different colors, and I enhanced them with crystals. But they're not as big as sellers as what our organites are. And then I do have my smudging sprays that... um, is I, I don't even know how I got it. I, I, I did a girls' weekend and we did a bunch of smudging sprays and I thought, hey, this would be cool. Let's do this. And they're one of my biggest sellers. I have I started out basically with a sage smudging spray because most people can't sage their houses if they're like in an apartment or something because their smoke detectors will go off. So I made smudging sprays for. Um, the sage and then from that it just built out to about 14 or 15 that I have now so in there I love them and I have a really good following with those oh I know that almost every psychic at the uh, psychic fair and uh, Salem psychic fair which is all we're yeah. all like raving over it they they, they were all spreading them um, yeah it was very interesting yeah it was very interesting to watch that development um, people that was uh, fun. people as people didn't know that I went undercover, I went as Sir Ed Carell. This year I'm going to go back to Salem as Sir Ed Hub- I'm Sir Ed Hubbard. Um, you know, back to being utilizing that name, Sir Ed Carell. I'm just as people knew. But I was pretty undercover in Salem this year, just because I wanted. To, the truth is, I didn't know if I had skills left to be a psychic. Yeah, after 20 something years, I left the business. But in it, I was very interesting watching how, you're, as you said, you're, is it sludging or smudging? Uh, sprays. Smudging. As if you go to smudge your house, like smudge it with okay. sage. And you came all the way up from, is it, if I'm correct, Minnesota? All the way up to yeah, Salem? Duluth, Minnesota. Yep. And that's where you're at. So if anyone's in Duluth, Minnesota, yep. this is where where she, where your residence at. Um, yep. And I, I watch as people try them, and this is a very discerning crowd. If anyone doesn't know anything about Salem psychics, they're a very discerning crowd, and and rightfully so because they have so much product available to them. In a way, you, you, no one understands how much product they have available to them in Salem. But you, I saw before everybody, everybody had one of your bottles of your uh, Michael took spray. home tons, <laughs> tons. Mm-hmm. I yeah. said Michael took home tons, tons. We even yeah. mailed him a package. Yeah, so that was fun. Yeah, it was very fun. It was. It was amazing um, to see that happening. The the those two sprays that sold the best there um, was protection spray and um, stress away because you know we were never under any stress at all. Ha ha ha. So anyway, so those are the two biggest sellers that I had out there. It was really fun. I don't think people understand a psychic fairs. So this is, I think, something that people don't understand about psychic fairs. And and that is that because you work psychic fairs, as you mentioned, uh-huh. for the psychics, if they're any good, 
There's two forms of stress at the psychic fair. Let me offer this as, as an insight. There's two separate types of stress. There's the stress of sitting there waiting for your next client and wondering how long is it going to be before you get a client. Sitting there, just kind of sitting back, and am I good enough? Am I going to get a reading? And then the other form of stress is that, oh, my God, how many clients have I got to deal with? And because uh, people – my my maximum, um, I did 38 readings in one day. Um, people are like, oh, where are you tired after? It? Oh, well, I'm different than most psychics. I, I'm, I'm... I don't know if you get so much tired after it because I know that – both Tara and I, I think our max was, I want to say, either 32 to 35 in one day. Now, people have to understand that's like a 12-hour day. Um, but we would actually, because we had a condo at Salisbury Beach in Salem, which was out of the craziness of Salem, we got to rejuvenate next to the ocean. So that helped us out. Mm-hmm. But we'd get home after a late night, and we'd stay up talking for a couple hours before hitting the hay, and I'm going to go back the next day. Absolutely. But I think waiting around for your readings is probably far more stressful. I do. Um, yeah, I, I do too. That's, and that's if people, because that's, because you're just sitting there and you don't want to be, you know, you want to be pleasant, you want to think about it. But that's the, those are the times you get to know your fellow psychics, and that was one of the greatest times with me. And one of the things I thought was very interesting about how your whole crew, you had a whole crew there. It wasn't just you. You, you mentioned your husband, um, mm-hmm. and you had, you had your friend Tara who came out. I had a friend um, Tara. Yeah. And, she, she and then I had um, my I call her my older sister, but um, mm-hmm. she is a friend of the family. Her name was Joni. She was there, and she uh, helped out. And she was there right from the beginning. And then um, another person joined us. Her, her name was Dana. And Dana was actually one of my Reiki students. Um, and a lot, so it's funny how in this world that when you know somebody, that that somebody knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. So I had this Reiki class with Tara, but Tara and I have known each other much longer um, with a person that I've known for a while. Her name was Lori, and then there was Dana, and then there was a couple other people. Well, everybody in that class except for Tara knew Lori, and I, that was one of my probably one of my best Reiki classes of all these women that were being empowered with Reiki and being able to talk about other stuff and getting a couple of them really hooked on crystals. Um it was really fun. And so Dana was part of that crew. And so we've been really good friends since then. And um, she offered to come out and help. And it, it was we it was somebody that we really needed to have. We needed that extra pair of hands to have, be out there. So that was really nice. And so so part of uh, so part of being business. So let's go ahead and, 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 and talk a little bit about um, being in the business. So you have several components. You have mm-hmm. your products. You have yep. your Reiki. Your actual Reiki energy, and some tarot. As from my understanding, it's not it's not one of your principal things. Correct. Um, and teaching, on top of it, it seems yes. to me that teaching is very important. And then you go out to festivals, and you go out in festivals not only to promote yourself, and, and people can buy this product through the website ReikiMagic.com. Let's you know, don't forget. Yep. I believe we should sponsor our merchants, buy local, 
you know, go go through Amazon, go through the local merchants. They it means so much more to people. But you know, I nothing against Jeff Bezos. Uh, I've made a lot of money through his sites, but I do believe that we make more money and build a better community by going directly to to the stores. So please, please, yep. please go to your local stores for all your products mm-hmm. whenever possible. And I'm not anti-Amazon, um, like I said, but I do believe that it's in our best interest to go through stores first. So ReikiMagic.com, just like I've, I always say, you know, buy your books, buy your products. And for you, Organite, Smudging Sprays. Yep, Smudging Sprays. And, uh, and other products. Some candles. Yep. And so go ahead and take a look at uh, it. Yeah. Go ahead, please. What else do you have? It was like, go ahead. It's like the other products are, I have beeswax candles. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to phase those out yet. Um, We do have a kind of geeky side of us. And so I do have um, beeswax candles that are in the shape of a D20 dice. And then we have uh, candles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, we do. And, (laughs) And then... We actually have candles that are police boxes and robots that were made famous, oh, by mm, this TV show called Doctor Who. So for all of you DMs out there, um, that sort of thing. So for all you DMs out there, check it out. A 20-sided beeswax candle for good rolls. (laughs) Yeah, burns it burns at critical failure. Um, yeah, I've also been poor, uh, told by all of for all the GMs and DMs and stuff that are out there that um, the beer mugs that we have are basically the wide bottom GM mugs that GMs are always looking for because when you are gaming, you want to have something that has a wide bottom and won't tip over easy. I've also been told that my, that the square uh, pocket organites, which are one inch square, are perfect uh, D and D counters. There perfect, you go. Just saying. Yeah, I'm not going to use my. Maybe, never mind. Um, I have a really pretty joke. <laughs> you know, I'll go ahead and say it. Everybody's going to laugh at it, but it's like you know how you can tell the difference between somebody into bondage and somebody who's into gaming, a nerd. Ask him what a dungeon master is. No, how? Huh? Ask him what a dungeon master is. I said, no, how? That's it. You know, what what does dungeon master mean? Yeah, absolutely. You think about that for a bit? Yeah. I didn't even think about Um, that all the time. I wish they could. See, now look, I think of D&D first. Just saying. Well, that's (laughs) tricky. I mean, or that sort of thing. So, yeah, people... I love the Dungeons & Dragons. As people know, I've been involved with Dungeons & Dragons. Um, only two years left in its existence. So, yeah, I date myself all the time about that. Uh, um, yes, Dungeons & Dragons is the gateway drug to the occult. I don't care what anyone says. Yes. Go ahead. Say that. <laughs> it's not, but it, it, but it is. I always, I always disagree with them. But having come, that, come to that, so so – you're you're always expanding your business. Uh, probably you spend a lot of time and energy in your business. Um, you spend a lot of going out to festivals and things like that. Do you have an mm-hmm. end game? Do you have have a place that you're trying to go to, or is it just the road, the continuous process? Are you in love with the process, um, or do you have a goal? Yeah, my goal is to be working at Reiki Magic full time. Do I want a brick and mortar store? 
I don't think so. Um, my our goal is right now is we love Renaissance festivals. It's been something that Ed and I absolutely love doing. Um, we have applied for the Minnesota Renaissance Festival um, this year for all seven weekends, um, hoping that we're going to get into that. Uh, we bought a brand new tent to set up um, for that. And then we're hoping, um, like all sort of, older couples, although Adam is much younger than I am, we want to be snowbirds a little bit, and so we're looking at doing Arizona. So we've started off with um, very small shows and shows that are one weekend here, one day here, and we really want to do the more larger shows. We want to do shows that are seven weekends long or eight weekends long, and we want to do shows that are that we firmly believe in. Some of the shows that I have this year, it's called Parunity, which is a paranormal con that's going to be coming um, in October. I'm a sponsor of that, but it's some, it's where my stuff fits. Um, we have, I don't know if you guys heard of this, but GalaxyCon, which is a big geeky convention that's in Minneapolis. And we actually got in as vendors. I was surprised, but we got in. So those are the sort of, and that's like a three-day, four-day show. And those are the things that we're looking at and getting to. And that's kind of what we want to do. We kind of want to do the traveling. It's kind of weird at the end of my one career and starting my business, I want to start traveling again. So it's like, all right, let's do it. So that's what we're doing. Well, I don't think that's so weird. I mean, I'm in the process of that with a lot of people. So people... Um, as no, edthepagan.com, check it out. My tour dates are up there. Um, I'm going to be doing uh, February 29th. I'm going to do my new show, which is going to be an interesting day out of time. The only day I'm going to do that one because it's February 29th, but Tarot Prophecies in Time. As everybody knows, I'm a big time geek. I love, yes, you are. I love time. I, I am. And, and people think I'm kidding when I say that I, I play with time the way some people play with uh, play with dice. Um, but I I don't think that's strange at all. I think that the desire to travel, I think, is a very spiritual. It's a very, I tell people, it's a very old soul type of attitude. Um, it's not it the is, norm. Because, you know what I mean? It's not the norm, and that's what I want. I don't want the norm. I just don't. Why would you? Right. Um, so what are some of the okay? So you mentioned GalaxyCon. And you mentioned mm-hmm. this Renaissance Fair. Where else do you think you're heading out to this year? Where can people find you? How can people okay, find you? That's so, the question I have. How can people find you? So right now I'm doing a lot of shows, one-day shows in um, Minnesota and Wisconsin area. They're called Body Labs USA. They are um, holistic healing and psychic fairs. Um, I have it listed on my website. I have my show schedule of where we're going to be, although I have to get it updated because we've added a few. Um, pretty much uh, that will be February and March. If you just go out and look at, um, like I said, my website, you'll see my show schedule, where I'm going to be and stuff like that. For the month of April, we're pretty much having downtime because we're going on a cruise. Um, then I start with my Renaissance Festival's um, in May, however, um, I met my didn't just meet her. I've I've known her for a little while. Normally, when you go to these U.S. Body Lab holistic um, shows, when you travel that circle, 
you get to know a lot of the dif- a lot of the vendors, and you see the same vendors, and you get to see the same people, and you get to see them and talk to them. On uh, mm-hmm. Viet, who is a um, who is a medium, who was sitting right next to me, was looking for a new place uh, to do her mediumship class, and lo and behold, she's coming here. She's coming to my property, and we're going to host the class here. Um, I that's going to be on May 2nd, and so we want a bunch of people to come up for that, so that'll be awesome. Um, I love my property. It's my pride and joy. It's my sanctuary. I live along the scenic uh, between Duluth and Two Harbors on the lakeside, so Lake Superior is my backyard. Um, love it. It's serene. It's full of positive energy, maybe a few ghosts. But that's what it is. Um, then I have Renaissance festivals that start. Um, I have uh, oh another body lab in Spooner. I have a Renaissance festival in um, Iowa. I have a Renaissance festival in Chicago City, Minnesota. It's called LARF. Uh, Heritage Days, because uh, I'm doing it for a friend. And then Ren in the Glen, if anybody can get to Ren in the Glen Renaissance Festival in uh, Downing, Wisconsin, the last weekend in um, July, you are in for a treat. It is the cutest little Renaissance Festival that's very homey. A farmer has opened up his orchards, and we set up our tents and stuff in there. It's amazing. I love that fair. We'll probably never stop doing that fair, even though it's a smaller one. But we love the people that's there. We really like the atmosphere of it. Then we'll be doing, hopefully, Minnesota. Then I have, let's see, what else? Minnesota. Then I have the Parunity and uh, Duluth Con, which is another geeky con actually here in Duluth. And then I have Galaxy Con. And another little show that I always do, which is Festival of Trees, which is at the deck, and that's here in Duluth. But I think this year is one of my busiest years because I'm going to be gone 23 weekends out of the whole year doing shows. That sounds uh, fascinating. And it sounds like a great thing. So you can find that at rakingmagic.com. So the last last question I have for you, and – Yes, I hear everybody snickering, take a shot, because you know that that's true always. Um, there's a drinking game associated with the show. People have asked me about this. I'm actually having someone work on the rolls. Um, but um, would you, so what advice would you give to somebody? So they've, they've got their Reiki. They've just become a Reiki um, initiate. They've become a product developer. They've got a product. They've got, they're making a soap or you know, or an organite or jewelry or whatever, you've had to come out of, so you've had to go through a whole process. And I know it's really, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not that simple, but what would you say should be one of their first actions that they should do if they really want to make this into their business, if they really want to live this life exclusively? If if they really want to do that, the first thing they need to do in whatever state that they're in, they need to figure out how to set up a company. Um and here in the state of Minnesota, Minnesota has a great book that's called um, a Small Business Kit that they have. 
Um, I set up an LLC, which is a limited liability company, because um, I really didn't want to do the whole full corporate realm of setting that up, not to mention it's a lot more expensive, and I'm just not that big. But if you're going to keep it relatively small, you do want to set up a limited liability company because it keeps the liability to your business and doesn't attach to your personal property and stuff unless you're negligent in something that you do. But that's the first step. The first step is getting your ducks in a row, of getting your business set up, your LLC, if you're going to do business as a different name, um, getting your EIN, getting your business account done, and then um, your sales tax number. Because whatever product you're selling, you'll have to see, um, is it taxable? If it is, then you have to get your sales tax number and get registered with that. Not easy filing in the state of Minnesota because every county has a different tax. And then the different states, if you go, like I'm registered in um, Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Massachusetts for sales tax. Absolutely. So, so that's the first thing to do. And um, I always tell people, yeah, and in your case, um, and, and and look at what you, you know, because that's, that's very fascinating that you took care of the business side of it. So many people just launch with names and everything else and find themselves stepping on other people's toes, especially with trademarks and, tri- and business names in their areas. Hmm? Yep, and, and the, your state, depending on the state, but I know here in the state of Minnesota, if there, what you do when you go out to register your name, um, it will tell you whether it's available or not. Um, your LLC can be what you want it to be. Um, it will see if it's available. If you want to do business as, you can do an LLC and then do a different name underneath that. Mm-hmm. There's rules and regulations also associated with that. Uh, do your research. Do your research on what products that you're going to go to. See if there's a market for them. Um, and then I always tell people. Go ahead, please. No, go ahead. I always tell people make ten of your products and try to sell them to ten of your friends. If they'll buy it, there you go. You mu- you might have something, and then yeah, and then everything else you're saying before you really get into the market, as you're saying, and and and, and what you're saying is very makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, on that. So, it it does, and um, mm-hmm. you're gonna make mistakes along the way. It's okay. Just revamp. Just take a step back, reassess, figure it out, go forward. Absolutely. So, um, so I leave this last piece. Um, I think we've talked about just about everything a little bit, a little bit of everything. Um, I think mm-hmm. we're going to have. Yeah, obviously, I, I can see that people will want you back because I think you're a fountain of information, and uh, <laughs> especially you are. You absolutely are. You you, you provide you. a lot of good context for people. Um, and so. And you can see find out there uh, everything else, ReikiMagic.com, and you find out her tours, her products, and everything else. And um, and she and obviously she's got a lot of good advice for everyone out there. So one last thing, somebody really somebody just texted me this. So do you do when you do Reiki teaching? Do you have the various levels what they call various levels of Reiki? Do you, are I you? I do. Yes, okay. I am a Reiki master. I studied under okay. William Rand. 
Um, I was lucky, one of the lucky ones that I actually went to Glastonbury, England, and I had my final attunement done within the Ring of Stonehenge. Love that fact. And Stonehenge peeps is amazing. Um, however, I have taken a few other Reiki classes besides Williams, and mm-hmm. that's, I mean, to me, William Rand is the father of Reiki here in this country. However, there are other methods out there than just his, and um, I have found another Reiki class I'm taking that's called Reiki Solace, and Solace is the Scottish word light or sun, and I'm of Scottish descent, so that class um was re- is really interesting to me. I'm finishing up with that, and I may and I'm going to be revamping my Reiki classes. Um, and actually, I'm going to write my own textbook. So that's what's going on there. Um, I do and want to you? tell everybody that. Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell everybody. I was going to say I spell Reiki magic. Magic is has a K on the end of it, and there's mm-hmm. a specific purpose for that. It's because people know that when magic is spelt with a K in the end, they understand that it's a safe haven for them to come in and talk to me about almost anything they want under the sun, anything doing with pagan, being pagan. So that's why I do K at the end. Fascinating. And we're going to have, you don't realize, I'm about to have a big show on that because the word magic, magic, and magic, is all in the three spellings of it has become a yep. truly controversial piece. But you did it in Glastonbury. You did it at Stonehenge, huh? That must have been mm-hmm. oh, fascinating. Yes. Glastonbury was amazing. I didn't get out of the Abbey enough to go really see the town, but I really want to go back there. Stonehenge, amazing. And what a lot of people don't know about Stonehenge is that um, – you can book to go within the rings before or after hours. Um, so you just have to make those special arrangements. And I've heard this again and again, and I guess that's, that's part of the amazing part of being out there. So that the energy point that people want and everything else. Well, thank you so much for being on my show. I'm so grateful thank that you, you are. So much. <laughs> thank and you so much. Thank you, thank you, and thank you so much. And so our audience out there, uh, check out Rage Key Magic and uh, and talk to Sherry, and uh, we'll be back. And so tomorrow we will be back with um, Sandra Wright, uh, uh, the general manager of Omen and Bath. She's got she's a businesswoman dynamic. She does her Gallo Hills jewelry. She does her own psychic fairs, plus works in Salem. We're going to be fascinated again tomorrow at two o'clock p.m. We'll be doing it live. You know where you can find us. Everybody knows where to find us on iTunes and uh, Blog Talk Radio and everywhere else, PeggingTonight.com. I'm really grateful. And as we say goodbye, Sherry, thank you so much, and and uh, blessed be. And uh, as we go, and we're going to go end the show with, uh, in the name of the holiday, we're going to do Celia's Brigade of the Sacred Waters with Selena Fox. Nice.